Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast, this is DJ Sam. And this is Kia, with not as exciting of a way to say my name. Well, I always try to be as excited as I can whenever I'm with you. Oh, thank you. So sweet of you. (laughs) I do have a wedding tip Wednesday. I do. (laughs) I thought you were going to ask me, because you usually do. I usually do, but I figured you were on top of it this time, and you were. I am on top of it, so she said. Wedding tip Wednesday, phones... And speeches don't go together. Wedding Tip Wednesday is available, by the way, on Pinterest, as well as uh, the Facebook group page, and also Instagram. The Instagram or just uh, Instagram? We love Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and as I say, Wedding Tip Wednesday, phones and speeches don't go together. I love the technology, but there's just something not right. See, I like it better because I can't stand the... Uh, I wrote your speech on a piece of paper that I have opened and closed about 72 times today, and then I'm going to try to read it, and then if you are one of those crazy people who has more than one page, then they're fiddling with it, and I find that to be significantly more distracting. Yes, but you, you have never experienced a phone going off in the middle of a toast. Well, they could silence it. So how about it should be if you're going to use your phone, if, which okay, you don't if, recommend, right, but if I you don't. do, I please don't. make sure sound and vibration is off so it's not buzzing in your hand. Yes, because uh, what happened was one of his friends that was sitting down decided to call him in the middle of his toast. Oh, it was wow. funny at the time, but he got all flustered and ruined his entire toast. So now I recommend to all my clients, don't put it on your phone. Use it on the piece of paper that you've opened 72 times. Exactly. And And then you can actually save the piece of paper and give it to uh, the couple as a memento of the great toast or speech that you did. Or you could just email it to them and then save a tree. (laughs) You see, Kia loves the new technology. (laughs) I'm just saying. I I, I just don't think they go together. I love a piece of paper. Can I add another tip? It's Wedding Tip Wednesday, so you can add anything you want. Don't use props. When yes. it comes to wedding speeches. Agreed. I hate, if you're going to have the phone, that should be your only prop. But yes. any other prop is distracting. It never goes off successfully. And you are probably the only person who thinks it's funny <laughs> in that moment. And maybe the bride or the groom or the whatever the couple is. But And how many times have you seen, well, I'm here to give a short speech. And they pretend to throw out a toilet paper with a uh, long... I had a best man who put a ream of paper, like the old type that you had to put into like a laser one with all yeah, the holes. And, and he went all the way to the DJ and then walked across <laughs> the entire dance floor with it, pulling it. And of course, halfway through it ripped and it was not successful. Exactly. So, no props. I agree. No props. Right. So, that's our wedding tip Wednesday. Yeah, we, we, we don't always have to agree on everything. Yeah, I don't think we always do. No, I mean, most things we do. Most but. things we do. Wedding tip Wednesday, uh, once again, available on the, the Be Engaged and Inspired Facebook group page, Instagram, Pinterest, and other, something new. <laughs> and other social media. Wedding, wedding tip, tip Wednesday, Wednesday on, on Be Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store at PattersonFamilyChocolates.com. So now we are at our uh, one-year anniversary. We are, which just seems... 
Doesn't it seem like we just started this yesterday? Yeah. Well, I know the one-year anniversary gift is paper. So if we go back to your tip, we should just keep our speeches on paper. And you see, you you, you don't think we plan these things out. You think these things just fall together. We don't plan these things out. No, we don't. We really, I think that part's really clear. So it is our anniversary. So Sam, tell me something about yourself that people don't know. Yes. On our anniversary shows, I think from now on, we'll do something about us that maybe our listeners don't know about. So tell me something about yourself. That you don't know? That I don't know. When I was a youngster. Oh, God. <laughs> back in the Stone Ages, I had a terrible stutter. Did you really? I couldn't say the letter T. Hmm. It was very t- 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 tough for me to say it. Wow. And you're wondering now how I became a wonderful broadcaster and was able to be able to speak. But that's actually like an amazing thing that you obviously learned, yeah. I'm sure, some training, some speech therapy. No. I, no? Well, well, yes. Yes. My, my parents were uh, very religious, so we read the Bible a lot. So I went to a doctor and he said, just have him continually read passages over and over. So believe it or not, I, I do remember quite a bit about the Bible. <laughs> no, I'm not going to quiz you on that one. No, please um, don't. I, I do not. <laughs> please don't. Um, but yes, the, the, with Bible readings, I was able to occasionally, if you go back in the podcast, you might hear a little stutter here or there. I'm sure there's somebody sitting around listening and it's going to send us a email saying this is the episode where it happens at this point in time. It very well, you know, if I can just encourage somebody who has a issue mm-hmm. that they should be able to work through it. Yeah, I there, think it's great. There is nothing that you cannot overcome given time and the dedication in order to do it. It's true. And I'm sure if people listen really carefully every now and then um, I use words in places that other people don't um, because English is actually not my first language. And what is your, I I, I know I'm asking this rhetorically, but for our listeners. Yes, just in case you haven't noticed. If you haven't um, noticed. No, my first language is Estonian. I didn't actually learn English until I was five. Oh, so you you were born here. I was born here. But your family didn't speak any English at home. We didn't speak any English at home because my parents' philosophy was you can get English everywhere. And you cannot True. get Estonian everywhere, so True. we did our homework pretty much in Estonian. So if you had a question, and you asked had to ask my parents for help. They would you'd ask it in Estonian, and then like you'd have to write it in English. And oh, it wasn't actually that difficult. I'm sure that it was probably healthy and, and great, but they were smart. So they made you say it in Estonian, mm-hmm. and then you had to write it in, in English. English. If oh. they helped, and so and I have forced. And my children actually really do enjoy it. Um, they both do they speak do. Estonian, they do. and they speak it to them with each other. They, you know, speak it with my, uh, with their grandparents and everybody. And it's one of those things where sometimes we'll start in English, and all of a sudden we switch to Estonian, and vice versa. But it is so. Every now and then you'll hear me stutter or use a word, probably not exactly correctly, but in the wrong context. In the wrong context. You, you've done that sometimes, and it's funny. Oh yeah, uh, my. Right, my wonderful staff and business partners call it a Kiaism. Yes. So sometimes if I'm writing like a long email, they'll be like, "Hey, can we can we can we go proof that for a second? Just because <laughs> in Estonian you don't have prepositional phrases, and sometimes um, if you're adding a verb and a noun together, you just add that verb to the end of the <laughs> noun and you just change a few letters. So it's very complicated, and that's why it's sometimes. But it makes sense in Estonian. It does. It does. <laughs> Makes sense somewhere in my brain. I'm not exactly sure where. Now, I, I, don't, I must have told you the, the story that my wife is Canadian French. Yes. And I took four years of French 
when I was in school. Doesn't go anywhere, does it? And I didn't remember one thing. <laughs> and I end up marrying somebody that speaks fluent French. And how did you meet your wife? I met my wife, we were working at a retail store, and I was actually in security at the time. Is the retail store still in business? No, it is not in existence oh. anymore. It was in Hartford. Uh, do you remember Sage Allen? Sage Allen. See, no. Even you don't remember that. No. But very popular store. You can Google it, as a matter of fact. It was a, a mainstay on Main Street in downtown Hartford with G. But you Fox. were a security person, so you had to like... It was different back in the 80s. You just like stand by the door? No. Look I was, at some kids who come in, glare at them? I was actually undercover, so I was wearing civvies and we would spy on people. But this this is totally irrelevant. To, to <laughs> no, wait, hold on. So you met your wife while you were pretending to be a customer? Yeah, but she was working there. Did so she, she know that she, you were of undercover? Of course, of course she did. Okay. Of course she did. And she was pretending to help you so you look like a real person, right? <laughs> Something like that. Okay, works for me. And right. I just asked her on a date and, and that was it. The rest, as they say, is history. How long did you date before you oh, married her? You, you don't even want to go into that particular oh, story. Oh, I do. Because everybody else knows how story. you... Proposed in a bathroom, so <laughs> in Antigua, I must say. Okay, I mean it's a nice bathroom. I agree that it wasn't like a McDonald's bathroom. No, absolutely. No offense to McDonald's, just you know. I'm. I think eighty two. I met her and we got engaged in eighty eight, and we got married in nineteen ninety, July fourteenth. I know my anniversary. Wow. Do you? Your ex anniversary. I do. Oh, you do. I, I do know it. I'm gonna keep it that way too. <laughs> And you're not going to tell anybody. No. I will say that I was married the same amount of time that my brother had been dating his girlfriend before they got married. Like, so on there, when they got oh, married. That's convoluted. Go back again. No. So, th- it doesn't really matter. No, no worries. It's just one of those things. I was just curious how long you dated for how long she stuck around for a bathroom proposal the woman has the patience of job she does she definitely does she does after what what i put her through (laughs) because can can you imagine dating a guy that works fridays saturdays and sundays i mean she you could be leading a double life i don't know (laughs) or she could be leading a double life too well i was actually an international man of mystery yeah, you were an undercover security guard. I can see how that led to this very strange I have a life. very interesting life, don't you think? I should write a book. You should. I should. Or you should just talk about all of it on your podcast. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so what is like one of those weddings that you just hope no one ever knows that you were at? Oh, the one when I pronounced the bride and groom's last name incorrectly like six times. And nobody stopped you? Oh, yeah. They were laughing like crazy. You just couldn't get it. I just couldn't get it. And I had practiced it with them, and it was perfect. And then you just... And then on the day, I mispronounced the parents' oh my God. <laughs> uh, last name. And I can't even pronounce it now, so I'm not even going to go. I remember where it was. It was Saber Point Inn. It did, I could it's vividly... In oh, it's, it's burnt into the memory. And then the brothers... Uh, names and then I think there was a sister was the maid of honor and then the bride and grooms. Oh my god! So they the the guests by that time they were cracking up and laughing and they were yelling over to me, "Hey, you say it like this!" And I tried to say it and I couldn't say it. I was on live TV once and I was sharing food that was being displayed, um, and I couldn't say ceviche for the life of me. I could not. I couldn't get the word out. I was like, <laughs> and well, I had models who were dressed up in in. Uh, you know, like bridal grounds and stuff, because we were talking about a very fancy wedding shoot that we had done. 
and I'm trying to describe ceviche in every way possible, hoping that the host will say it. And so there is a YouTube video because you can watch it. At some point, I just go, help. And one of the models says ceviche. And since then, it is 100% embedded in my head. But any other time, like sometimes somebody will bring something on and they'll say, oh, this is from like such and such person. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Nope, not going to happen. I'm not doing the ceviche thing again. It's just not going to happen. And that's another thing you should know about Kia. She is a TV star. Not a TV star. I am a TV consistent. Oh, Is that some sort of a, a assistant and consultant mixed yeah, together? something like that. I go every single month um, to NBC Connecticut, and I am very lucky and thrilled that I get to do it. And I've been doing it now for... Um, a while. I want to say five, five or six years. I was going to say like five years. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, when I first started doing it, I went once, and then they called me back a few months later. And then I went like each season. I did like a... It's like a fall, a winter special. type. Yeah. And then they sort of started, started to be every single month, and now... They pretty much hand me my my your schedule. My schedule, my six months ahead, and we go through different types of ideas. And but this is a new show, though, that they do now. It's the, when you originally were were on it was it was something different. So it was part of their normal news segment, and then they in decide, the morning in the morning, yeah. and this is still in the morning. It's in the same time slot that we've always been in. But now they started um, about a year ago yeah. or so, um, a little, maybe a little bit more. They started doing it at the West Farms Mall yep. in Connecticut. And it's called so, something different? It's called okay. CT Live. Okay, yeah. It's meant to be more of like the entertainment. They also show yeah. off really cool restaurants, different types of schools and events that are going on throughout the state. It's meant to be, you know, it's a little hard to go into like a wedding segment yeah, right okay. after discussing like a murder. Yeah, it's it's... <laughs> It's very fast-paced, too. It's very fast-paced. You have to spit out a whole bunch of information, and I'm usually pretty good at it, but this is why I don't use um, trigger words like ceviche (laughs) and whatever. Somebody once brought really cool boots that were named something special, and I... I couldn't say it. It's like, nope, not happening. And um, NBC will be sending us a check for this. I doubt that they'll be doing it, too. But that's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind going there every single month. Sometimes it's a little hard because you have to sort of think about, you know, what's new, what's exciting. I have to sometimes go back and watch the old ones to make sure that I don't say the same thing. Yeah, but nobody really goes back. No, I mean, usually I have those those problems during like Thanksgiving or like uh, Halloween yes. Or, yes. or Christmas because those, when I'm doing a very holiday-based one, yes. how many ways can you say 4th of July that you should be having hamburgers and hot dogs? Um, <laughs> and, 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 and Halloween. American flag, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, it's one of those things where those ones are a little hard. But the wedding trends, um, things to do and not do at bridal shows, how to throw an engagement party, all those things, they're fun. So, that's a little bit about Kia. It is. And a little bit about Sam. It does. And how did we get to one year? I don't know. You know, you know what? How did we get to the podcast to begin with? Well, maybe we should do that in our second part so people actually yeah. understand what craziness led to this. <laughs> and it's crazy. You want to keep listening. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at MeadowbrookEstateCT.com. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store. PattersonFamilyChocolates.com or 860-215-1349. 
Our secret family chocolate recipe of dark and milk chocolates are crafted to the Epicurean quality of European-style handmade gourmet truffles. Check out our new Caramel Carousel, 100% caramels of sea salt and regular assorted dark milk and white truffles. Patterson Family Chocolates provides a personal touch for your personal and business gifts, customizing packaging for your family and business. Patterson Family Chocolates. Call us today, 860-215-1349 or online at Patterson Family chocolates.com. Hey, Aaron Miller here from Aaron Miller Photography. This is Chrissy Beef. It's Lauren from Julie Allen Bridles. Hi, I'm Dave Noonan from Modern Photographic. This is Marty Q. This is wedding celebrant and officiant Mary Coburn. Hi, I'm Mary Carlson from MJ Decorations. This is John Oliveri from Property Works New England, listening to DJ Sam and Kia. And I love listening to DJ Sam and Kia. And I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Listen, listen and, and download, download on, on iTunes, iTunes or, or Google, Google Podcasts. Podcast. And you should too. Engage CT offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all New England, look us up on Facebook and Instagram under Engage CT and www.engageCT.com. Live musicians, custom lighting and photo booth. When your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun, organized, and unforgettable, your choice has to be Atmosphere Production. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com DJs, live musicians, custom lighting and photo booth. Atmosphere Productions. Professional business I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. We are back on our anniversary show, and I'm with Kia. She's always with me. <laughs> I hope so. If it's our anniversary, we really should be together. Just going to... Absolutely. Happy anniversary, yeah, happy darling. Happy anniversary, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, as I was saying before, how did we get into this crazy business? How did we get into the, the wedding business or the podcast business? Uh, both of them, actually. Most people actually always ask us how we got into the podcast, yes. not just the wedding business. Right. Well, the podcast thing is something that I've been thinking about for about five or six years when I was with a, a group of other DJs. We were going to do a podcast and we were going to kidnap Heidi, and once in a while we were going to bring her in. Uh, Heidi, just lock your doors. <laughs> Heidi Hansen, <laughs> lock your door. But that didn't work out because five or six years ago, it was a lot harder to get a podcast up. Apple wasn't so eager to just take any Tom, Dick, True. and Harry that was sending stuff up. And literally, it would have been a Tom, Dick, a Harry, Harry, and a Sam. Yep. <laughs> and Google, I don't think, was doing podcasts. So there was very limited outputs that you could do unless you did the podcast and put it up on your website and have people listen from yes. there. But you didn't have the mobile ability to say, like, you couldn't download it and like listen to it in the car. No. There was a whole bunch of 
hindering factors. Right. So it was the thing that if you started a podcast, you had to keep it going because your listeners would just disappear if you disappeared. Yes. Whereas now with Apple uh, taking not and every Google and Google and Spotify and everybody, everybody yeah. else keeping podcasts in archive format mm-hmm. where you can go to any time. And especially if you have iTunes, it's just there on your phone all the time. And you can listen to it in a car. Exactly. So, uh, with CarPlay, by the way. Oh, or like just Bluetooth it like a normal person. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Apple will be sending us a check <laughs> if I keep I, saying it. No matter how many times you say Apple, it's not going to work. Darn it. All right. So, then we came to a bridal show, 19, 2019? Yes. No, 18. 18. Yes. So we went to, no, well, no, it was 19. It was the beginning of 19. Beginning so of 19. I, we yes. were at the bridal show yep. where I caught the wonderful, horrible flu that was going around that year. Yes, it was dreadful. It was dreadful. I remember being wrapped up in like a sleeping bag, blankets, <laughs> in front of the fire, and my children super concerned because I'm a person who at like 30 degrees walks around with a t-shirt because I run warm. And you were all bundled up. I was all bundled up. Yep. But as I started to sort of recover and feel a little bit better, I was lying in bed and I was reading things about podcasts because it is something that I had sort of always wanted to start as well, but didn't have these fancy things in front of us called microphones didn't really like i knew how to get everything online i just didn't know how to produce it and i didn't want to do um like a podcast where i'm holding my phone and just talking into it right because we had spent an entire year at um engage connecticut doing a project with some of our interns because they had school projects they had to do where we were doing like a like a tip a tuesday or something like that or they tried to solve an issue and we were doing it live. Right, you're doing live streaming on Facebook. On Facebook. And I mean, it's fun, but it doesn't, yeah. it's not the same thing because you can't always go back and find it. There's not a great right. archive of them. Right. Um, and it was a little bit frustrating because a lot of the information we shared was great. Right, so, or then, helpful. so then I saw you and we were just shooting the breeze. And I think it was, you were talking about your interns that, that, that you had mm-hmm. and podcasts came up and I said, Kia, have you ever thought of doing a podcast? <laughs> I, I'm really excited to try and jump into that now because I had done a little bit of research and I knew the equipment had come down, not only in price, but the way everything connected. Because one of the things you have to remember with a podcast, you have to make sure you transfer it from analog to digital so that it goes up onto the internet. I'm already lost, but it's okay. <laughs> you, the, you send me the file, I download it, and I make sure that it feeds into our RSS feed, which is also important. Exactly. That, that, that's important, but it's got to be done the right way. Mm-hmm. And there are certain things that you have to normalize and EQ and do all this sort of technical stuff that became so much easier with an app that I'm able to put on my computer. Oh, that's that, great. That does it smooth and nicely. And I'm able to plug the mixer, which takes all the voices from the microphones into one area. And sometimes that train that drives by at like 11 something, Sam. something another. <laughs> Sam uh, always actually cuts that out so you don't <laughs> actually hear it, but we pause and stop for it. <laughs> we actually uh, decided to do a test show yes uh first just to see how everything was recorded sam made me listen to myself back on a speaker yes. and i really did not like that <laughs> we only ever did it once that way so no he literally it was like an hour of torture for 15 <laughs> minutes it? <laughs> it was it was the worst thing in the world because he would replay it back going uh, like try not to say or your peas are a little heavy or whatever it was but so you just did it there. I, I did. I, I just did it I and i heard that out i know i heard myself go <laughs> <laughs> and we hate 
So uh, you probably won't hear that because I'm going to edit that out as well. So what we did was we recorded an episode, and you can go back and, and find the pilot find uh, episode uh, with uh, Heidi Hansen again. We yet again kidnapped her mm-hmm. and uh, dragged her to Kia's office. So we record this in Kia's office around an, a, a huge glass tables with mm-hmm. four microphones, a computer, a mixer, and it all sort of comes together. And because you and I combined have what, like 60 years of yeah, wedding we were experience? Some of that. 43 for me and what, 18. Like, I mean, like eight, I'm at, well, I'm still young. Oh. <clears throat> 16. Well, I guess I'll be at 17 years. But yes. And you got into this business because you were a radio host. No, I, I was actually a, a mobile DJ. You were always, you've always been a mobile always DJ. Always been a mobile DJ. You think DJ I would from, know this after all this time that I've been spending with you. <laughs> from the time I was 16, I, 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 well, we, in England, we didn't leave school at, uh, uh, at 18, we leave school at 16. So once I was in... That explains your immaturity. It, it does. <laughs> it really does. I, I'm, hopefully, they've changed it since the 70s anyway. So I always loved music. I, I had the best record collection in my neighborhood. <laughs> Everybody came to me whenever they were having a party, and it was like, Sam, can you play music? Because I had all the great records. So uh, we have what we call in England youth clubs. Uh, so when you're... It's like a YMCA or like a boys and girls club in America, right? Right, for you, but for teenagers. Yeah. Once you get to 18, they kind of kick you out because you can then go to the pubs and whatever. Yeah. But because there's that when you leave school at 16 and there's the gap between when you're 16, you can join the army, but you oh, can't drink. Gotcha. There's these, you have to have these places for the kids. Now, whether they do that or not, I don't know. I'm sure one of our listeners will chime in and tell me that I'm completely wrong. Yes. When I was uh, a teenager, that's what I did. I went to the uh, youth club and we brought my records and I'd play. And then one night they had a professional there. (laughs) (laughs) And he had this great system with turntables and a mixer and he was colors like lights like lit up yeah yeah, yeah. That, i wasn't interested in that i was more interested in the equipment in the gotcha. back there how they put it together and he sounded like he was on the radio because i used to listen to the radio um in england i used to listen to 208 radio luxembourg you might have heard it when you were over in no, no she's I, looking at i didn't blank. i didn't go back to my country of origin <laughs> until like i was Definitely adult. My children have been back more than I've been oh, back. Oh, okay. So. Well, well, 208 was a great radio station that broadcast over the entire Europe, and it was commercial. Because in England at the time, there was very few commercial radio stations. So <laughs> we, all, we all had to listen to Auntie. Now, Auntie is the BBC. We call her I Auntie. Like, I like BBC. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of boring. No. <laughs> I used to have a pink clock radio with a mirrored front and when you turned it on to listen to the radio it would light up with blue and I thought it was the coolest thing and my brothers were always into music so we would always make mixtapes oh, and so then we did make mix CDs we, we figured out how to burn them and that was the thing that we did for quite a while but you know it was just always just sort of like music but I clearly did not go into the DJ world because n- n- no, so I'm much better at saying make me the tape there you go. and please have it done at this point in time so you're a producer I'm a producer that's exactly I'm not so I, I just loved what the DJ was doing, and it sounded so much like they was on the radio. What I then did was find out how he got his equipment, and I got all my friends together, and we all bought, a couple bought a speakers, a couple bought turntables, a couple... So it was like a band of DJs was, so that you all had to get together so that your equipment would work. It was like four or five of us, we all banded together. So did your band, I mean, technically you being a DJ, band. did it have a name? <laughs> what was your name? It was... Um, um, 
Atmosphere Disco, because back then in the 70s, disco was what all the DJs used as their moniker. As we use over here, productions, yes. they would use disco. That's what we played at that time was disco music. Okay, you're weird, but okay, works. And then we we won a DJ competition, big uh, uh, DJ competition, and we were... Not a real thing. It is. It was. <laughs> it, was it was in our neighborhood. I mean, Gloucester's a very small town. It's nowhere near London. Like five or people entered, so of course you won. And you all no. used each other's equipment. <laughs> this, Did you have a cute this, little tuxedo? No. Okay, just asking. No, I never wore a tuxedo. It was like jeans and t-shirts. We were funky. We were funky. Funky boys. And then... Maybe that was the name of your band. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, after we won that DJ competition, um, we started working in nightclubs. And then I moved over here, and the rest, as they say, is history. history. It sounds good. Right. So okay. that that's my story. So what's your excuse? My excuse is that um, I grew up in a family where every holiday event and item um, was a production. No pun oh, intended. See, but there is a little connection there. is a little there. bit of a connection. We would either be coordinated in what we were like allowed to wear color-wise to where we were going, um, or you know, my mother would make fancy dinners, and like she used to do this thing when my children were little that was called um, chocolate night. So everything that was that meal for that dinner was all had chocolate in it, and everybody wore brown, and she would do these. And so... It was just a big, I don't know, she's always done it. Everything was always, we had dinner parties. I grew up uh, very much, uh, my father was a lieutenant colonel Yeah, I was going to say, you, sh- you should explain yes. that part. And it's very common in the military that you had dinner parties, you, you did things. So even when they retired and moved to Connecticut, it was still, you know. A thing to do. A thing to do. And we'd always have other Estonian flam- families over. And my mother would make little finger foods. And, you know, we'd have to, like, cut the crust off of... <laughs> I don't think I actually had to do that. I don't think I was I was old enough to do that part of it. But and then it sort of became this thing where like our family even has like coordinated Christmases. So even where everybody is, when you take a photo of their tree, like everybody has the same color gifts wrapped up. So it just was this sort of it's inbred in you. It is. And I'm sure that my children will will have some version of it as well. Because they help you out. They help me out. And it's not a bad thing. And it's one of those things where, you know, I remember when my brother had his confirmation party, my mother made me drink lots of Orange Dina because Orange Dina bottles used to be shaped really weird. And it was the cheapest way for my mother to have matching vases (laughs) on all of these tables because this was a pretty big event at my parents' house. Yeah. We didn't have Michaels and we didn't have AC Moore. We right. didn't have a place None to go this. really easily go buy yourself you 20, couldn't. 30 matching vases. Right. So every day I had to like, everybody in the house was drinking these orange Ginas <laughs> and we had to keep the bottle and she had to take the labels off of them and she used them to decorate the buffet That's table, everything. That's ingenuity. It is. And so I, when I look at something, I, you know, I'm like, hmm, I could use that as a platter or I could use it as wall art or repurpose it as something else yes and this is why there is always a way to cut corners but working with professionals is not the way yeah that's we can always find different ways to cut corners after hearing our little stories and how we got into the the business uh, people should learn from our experience yeah that's the hope so remember you can download us for free off of itunes and google play you can also subscribe because then you get a little ding there's a new one on a wednesday and remember you can How's send it go us again? ding <laughs> you can send us any questions of topics you want us to cover at engagect at gmail.com and make sure you come back next wednesday
didn't leave yet. You know why, Kia? Why? I don't like this anymore. We've got bloopers coming up. No. It's time for the bloopers reel. No, 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 no. Be engaged and inspired. This is Kia. Oh, wait, no, this is not DJ Sam. <laughs> Sam. Okay. And we, of course, are going to have a wedding tip Wednesday tip from you. Okay, see, this is stupid. Oh, my God. <laughs> you threw, you, you didn't, you messed it up first. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I'm going to be editing for days here. I'm Toss that over to you. Yeah. Yes, the business has been. I don't want to mess that up. Okay, well, how, yeah, you make me say shit. Come on. <laughs> hey, I produce the crapper, okay? Oh, okay, I, okay. That's all I do. See, it's not as easy as you think it is. No, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, you better hit record. I know. I always forget that. <clears throat> okay, let's be honest. Planning a wedding is... Okay, see, I just lost it. Hear you next time. Join us next time. Yep, shit. <laughs> Three, two, one. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam with... Uh, what? Come, Sam? Okay. What'd I do? I don't know. You just did... This is... Okay. <laughs> with, I could just start it again. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with I don't that. know where you're going with that either. I was, I was going down a hallway that had <laughs> no door. <laughs> old test again? Uh, good old test again? Oh, 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 wonderful. And I'm wonderful too. You one, are wonderful. One, two, two, two. <laughs> do, 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 do. Three, two, one. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.